Identity Talk. I'm your host, Jana Lopez. Thank you for sharing your time with me. My mission is to create deeper conversations with dynamic people from all walks of life about uncovering meaning about who we are and how we come to see ourselves. Words and identity are my life. I'm the author of the acclaimed book, Me, My Selfie, and I. I teach online writing workshops called Write About Now and offer one-on-one transformative coaching sessions that break you through to deeper clarity and connection with yourself through a guided process I call See Through Words. When it comes to navigating identity funky junk, it's time for straight talk. Get ready for real stories, real connection, and real hope mixed with humor and a whole lot of love. You're now part of Identity Talk with Jana Lopez. Welcome to Identity Talk with Jana Lopez. Every time I have a conversation with somebody, it's because I feel like there's something that you, dear listeners, can learn from. And so my guest today is Johnny Froelich, and he happens to be my neighbor, but this is not why he is with us today. Last night, we were having chips and salsa and guacamole and margaritas at the beautiful Tsuki Market, and we were talking about what Johnny does. He is a guide. He takes people out into the wilderness for days, deep wilderness, and gives them these amazing experiences, hiking and camping. And we just started talking about what that means. And there were so many interesting tidbits and things that I'm so excited to share. So thank you, Johnny, for being with me this morning. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. Thank you, Jana. Yes, I am as well. How long have you been a guide? Let's just start with that before I start getting into the deep and nitty gritty. How long have you been a guide and what does being a guide do? Sure. Um, So I've been leading wilderness trips for about 15 years now. Um, So essentially um, what a guide does is um, ensures the safety of the clients um, out in these remote, wild, rugged places. Um, I will essentially plan in a, in a very extensive, you know, extensive itinerary based on the client's needs and wants and desires. We kind of just take it from there. Um, and I, you know, my job is to really tune in um, once we enter the backcountry and begin our adventure. My job is to really tune in to these. Um, every individual's specific needs. And um, yeah, so really my job is just to be there as a safety net um, and to ensure the uh, client's, you know, well-being and uh, satisfaction on the trip. And some of the trips that you've taken, they could be two days, three days, five days. I know you described where you went deep, deep into the Grand Canyon So I imagine that every trip has its own logistics in terms of 
what to bring because probably it just depends on the time of year and where you're going and what part of the mountains and so I'm sure there's a lot of pre-planning involved. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Tons of pre-planning. Um, I mean, for example, where we live here in Santa Fe, New Mexico, we have uh, such a broad, there's so much diversity in terms of landscape. So um, for example, like this time of year, um, this would be kind of the tail end of the season where I would take um, clients to the Grand Canyon or do trips to the Grand Canyon. The following this time of year, we'd, we'd run trips down a little more south, um, down into like the Gila wilderness. So basically we're following we have such an advantage here because we can follow the the good weather, you know, kind of on a year round basis here. You know, we can go into the high summer. Uh, we can go to the deserts of Utah in the spring and the fall. Um, we can visit southern New Mexico in the spring, which is a which is a great time of year to be down there. Lots of water. And then, um, yeah, Grand Canyon in the winter. So, <clears throat> yes, each individual trip definitely requires lots of planning. And it's all based on terrain, time of year what elements you are most likely will, you know, face when you're out in these specific uh, environments. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a ton of planning that, that happens. I want to ask like a range of questions. We're going to talk broadly. We're going to talk nitty gritty details of these, but what you said last night over chips and guacamole was about the spiritual component. And I found that fascinating. And you said mm -hmm. that people are transformed for the rest of their lives based on these memories that are created out in the woods. And that those moments don't come unless you're actually out in the woods and unplugged. That's uh, something that I learned on my own through my own um, trips, through guiding and leading myself out on, in these multi-day excursions. Yeah, and I've found that through taking others out, there is this incredible spiritual component that I believe just the, you know, na the natural environment provides in such a such an easy way. I've watched individuals who have come to visit from a uh, big city life um, who maybe have not had much of an out, you know, much experience at all, really, with out outdoor excursions, but maybe have not been really in a nature setting in quite some time. What's been really fascinating, you know, I've, I've watched them come out to a place like New Mexico, where there's just such an abundance of uh, raw natural beauty, um, and just be so awestruck by the just just the overall connection that I think is so um, there and readily accessible for, for everyone. So yeah, and I have seen, um, particularly on the multi-day trips where <clears throat> there's such an opportunity and an invitation to really disconnect, to get out of your comfort zone, to explore, to go sleep on the earth, to, I mean, we're talking, you know, the connection, the longer you're out, in my opinion, the connection just, it just, it's just there. It's, it's so in your face. It's, it's almost like you have no, it, it, it's going to, it's going to grab you <laughs> at some point. What is that a connection to? When you talk about the connection, what do you use? What is it from and what is it to? Honestly, Jenna, I think it's a connection to yourself that you might not be in touch with prior to taking these adventures. There's 
somewhat of an awakening that can happen within that typically does when you are in these wild places, because like I said, everything is you're away from your comfort zone and everything is just kind of shut off. So you really, I think, have a great, you get to really kind of see the big picture and you have more of an understanding of um, just how small (laughs) we actually are when you're in these, the grand scale of some of these places, you know, when you're some of these places. That's interesting because there's a couple of things in what you said which I want to unpack a little bit because I think this is why I'm so interested in this topic. You have been to these places. Mm. I've seen your photos and we've talked a lot about how hiking in miles and miles and miles to these very remote places where there's just nothing and no one other than mountains, wildflowers, lakes, and sky. When I hear you say that, like I immediately get a little bit anxious or panicky because I imagine just number one, being so exposed and far away from anything. I don't know if it's to the animals or the bears or, you know, there's something about like, I get anxious just knowing I'm so exposed and vulnerable. When you talked about getting out of your comfort zone, is it because it's unfamiliar? Is it because we have no control? Is it because we're exposed to the elements? Uh, What is it about that that jars us? do you think? Well, I think it's all of those things, um, actually, all encompassed into this one experience. So going out of your comfort zone, yes, is definitely one thing. I mean, we all have so many creature comforts that we take for granted that, you know, that we don't really, what, what, what's amazing about going out there is that you are so, it's, it's kind of like traveling to a third world country. You're all of a sudden like, whoa, I'm out of my bubble. Things are like this out here. And geez, this is like, I, I never anticipated this. I never, you know, have seen myself in, an, in a place like this. And <clears throat> so I think that for one is, is hugely, can be hugely um, profound for, for many individuals, um, really empowering in a way, you know, and it can also be kind of, yeah, like alarming because your senses are elevated to a level that they may not have been in quite some time because it's all you, you know, you're out there, you're, you're in the elements, you're in the wild, you are totally at the mercy of mother nature. And there's something so freeing (laughs) about that in a, in a, in a funny way. I think what's, what is very helpful is to just understand that, yeah, there, there are so many things that are out of our control And I mean, I think that's just a, you know, in life in general, but just in terms of like wild animals and elements, there are just things that can happen out there that you have absolutely no control over. Basically, I think just having the sense of just giving yourself over to the land, being open and really, you know, making it known that you are a visitor and your intention is just to just to be here with as much presence as possible that you will, you know, you're not there to hurt anything or harm anything. And you have every intention to just walk through with uh, a mindfulness and a good intention. I know that doesn't really totally answer your question, but I believe that that kind of a mindset really helps to alleviate that kind of panicky or that kind of fear components. Um, Because, you know, when I was first starting to go out um, alone by myself, you know, first, first trips overnight, my biggest uh, worry was was about getting lost and and also big animals. The first place I ever backpacked was up in Yellowstone National Park, and I mean we're talking uh, 
it's like the mecca for wildlife in, in the lower 48. I mean, there's, there's just every kind of animal that you could think of there. I think that just having that, um, the awareness of what is out there, but not fearing it, um, almost inviting it and um, just being prepared. You know, I mean, the elements are the biggest, biggest thing to really consider out there. You know, I think in the mindset of, uh, you know, you prepare for <laughs> anything that could potentially happen, be prepared for that, but, but just um, anticipate the best. People in, in Hollywood or whatever, in the movies or television shows, they either seem to make an exaggeration of it, like survivor, you get dropped on an island and you left to fend for yourself. So they sort of take it to the extreme for a theatrical sake, or you get these romanticized versions of people who go out to go find themselves, like Cheryl Strait and her, her backpacking trip over the Pacific Crest Trail. I don't know that I've really heard as much about the reality of it until we've had these conversations of what that looks like on a very tactical level, like shit, I would definitely miss having coffee, right? Or, you know, just like a brewed (laughs) coffee, you can do it over a campfire stove or something. But you know, like you had talked about the creature comforts, we think about having our coffee or going to the bathroom or shitting in the woods or whatever it is that we have to do that we give up in our day to day. But It just seems like I haven't really gotten a sense from what you've described and what from television or the movie shows, it seems like there's something that's missing that people should know about these experiences. And that felt like when we were talking last night, I got the sense that when you said people's lives are changed forever, you know, that, that is pretty profound. It, does it come from the awareness of being small? Does it come from this awareness of confidence that you can do it? You can leave the person you thought you were behind on a trailhead and come out as someone new. You know, why do we get so buried? These are all my questions that were going through my head last night. Why do we get so buried and so lost that we lose touch with the natural part of ourselves? Yeah. I think all of those things are huge contributors to that, I guess, kind of awakening, if you want to, or that big change comes to mind. You mentioned getting kind of away from your creature comforts. I've always felt, and one can imagine, you know, if someone has not been out there, uh, particularly on these overnight trips, that you are, and when I say connected, you know, it is the natural world, but I feel like you're also connected in this really amazing um, ancestral way where you are essentially living. Sure. Like we're modern day. I mean, things are different. You know, we have things are a little easier for us, obviously, in in the sense of like um, just comforts. I guess what really what I'm getting at is, is you know, I visited a lot of places where I'm surrounded by archaeological sites, you know, and Indian ruins and artifacts that hundreds and hundreds of years old. It's really amazing to be out there camping on some sandstone cliff. You know, as you're watching the sun go down, you're, you're sitting here looking at, you know, an alcove that's intact and you can just so imagine life, what it was like, you know, many hundreds of years ago. And I think that there's a wildness there that is so accessible and so easy to tap into when you are out there amidst all, you know, nature, because it's, it's kind of like you are living essentially how people lived hundreds of years ago. And there's this total reconnection there that 
I think is really profound. You know, it's, it's almost like it's something that we're, 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 we're kind of losing, but we don't have to lose it. I mean, it's all still there. We have so many, so, so much wild land, so much, um, incredibly beautifully uh, well-preserved land in our world. And, 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 you know, it's all there for us to just be out in and enjoy. So I think that there's uh, so many components to it. That's just one that's, 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 I remember hitting me initially in one of my first few trips, like, wow, I feel like a real wild person out here. This is amazing. I've got, I know when you said that, when you said that, I totally pictured like, what would it be like to actually be naked in the middle of a mountain range screaming and howling at the moon? I mean, I know that sounds, and then when I thought of that, I thought what scares me is who I would be in that space. Like I can't relate to this Mm -hmm. idea of being wild and free and native and like going back to that primal that that made me anxious the thought of me thinking about who I would be in that space like just raw and exposed and ancestral and native and you know this for me isn't necessarily woo-woo spiritual although there's that we're talking just about basic human nature at its most fundamental root core of stripped down no cell phone no facebook no coffee no toilet with the stars you know you described one night when you were out looking at the stars and i can't even imagine what it would be like to look at a sky like that we have it here in santa fe it's stunning but even elevated at like a twelve thousand. Yeah. 14,000 foot elevation in the middle of a glacier lake. I think you said you've been, well, you've been all over. Where are some of the places that you've gone that are super remote? All over the American West. You know, I, I would say that, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many. I would say the uh, Escalante region of uh, Southern Utah um, is one of the more remote places I've ever been um, where I've gone out for, <clears throat> you know, a week and not seen anyone. And um and just had that complete feeling of, uh, I mean, <laughs> obviously, total, total solitude. It makes my breath stop. <laughs> it, it's, really, it's really powerful. I think when you go more than days without seeing another human, you know, it is kind of comforting to, to um, see other people. And, um, but it's also amazing to um, know that that is a possibility that you can, you can get away at that at that level, if you really want to, you just need to really know where to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say all over really, um, I, what's amazing, Jenna, is that, um, I have found, you know, even traveling through the American West and visiting national parks, you know, for example, um, um, you know, Rocky mountain national park or glacier national park, or, I mean, there's so many, and, you know, I think the average person might, um, visit these places and be really overwhelmed and feeling super inundated with other people, which, you know, since COVID, I mean, there's been a four times uh, increase, four time increase in recreational use and visitation to these wild places. So it's even more extreme now than it ever has been. But since social media and Instagram and yada, yada, places that much more quiet, you know, 10, 15 years ago are now becoming very busy and there's a lot of changes taking place. However, my point is that I have found, oh, Grand Canyon is another great example where you know, you're on, this is the best example because I forget the statistic exactly, but it's such an interesting one where 
it's like in the 90%, like 95% of the people that visit the Grand Canyon only see it from the rim and they only spend a certain amount of time there and it's very short. However, when you drop below the rim, everything changes. I mean, <laughs> you go through all these different life zones and now that now all of a sudden you're dropping down and now you're like in this amazing wonderland where you're, you know, now everything is, you're, you're like dropping down into a mountain essentially is what it feels like. So now you have this, this incredible views of all these buttes and towers and crazy, you know, sandstone bluffs and mesas. And, and I guess what I, um, really what I'm getting at is once you pass like a certain mileage mark. So I would say once you get past about five miles, so you leave the front country, which is anywhere where there's paved road or dirt road, even that's front, that's all front country. And you step into the back country where there are no roads. That's what really constitutes back country. So once you leave the front country and you step into the back country and you can walk in, I would say about five miles, really anywhere, then you start to feel this, this sense of solitude, like the, the numbers start to diminish. And all of a sudden people are like, you know, you're not seeing, you know, for Grand Canyon, for example, you'll run into people left and right if you're on these particular trails. But once you pass that like five mile mark or so, it's just those numbers just really start to dwindle. So there's, um, yeah, such an opportunity to, uh, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that people can be pretty discouraged when they visit these popular places, but if you have the fortitude and the willingness um, and the desire and drive determination to go to those farther places, you know, within yourself and out in these in this backcountry areas, then you d- don't be too discouraged because the wildness is there. It's all there and you, know, you just have to push yourself a little further to get to it. So walk me through that scenario, whether it's somebody named Mike or somebody named Carol. I picked a pretty bunch <laughs> parents. <laughs> Those are your parents. Anyway, okay. So you've got some guy named Mike and some woman named Carol. Let's just say, right, different, okay. separate. I don't know if it's different for a man or a woman, but let's just say you have these people. Yep. And they really are lost in their life. Mm-hmm. And they feel that getting out into this space might help them find purpose. How common is that? And then I'll lead into the next question. But first, how, establishing how common is it that? I think it's quite common, um, honestly. I think we're all um, <laughs> always seeking more um, and trying to figure things out as we go. Um, and there's always something that seems to present itself. I think there's a, an incredible opportunity for that. Um, and it is very, very common. I've found is that um, I think most of us have a shell around us that's very protective. And we're not um, as readily, you know, it's not as easy for us to, um, you know, be be vulnerable, especially in these places where we feel vulnerable. I think that initially, I'm talking right off the get go. So like, you know, if I, if I meet someone, say it's over the phone or, or, you know, even in person, just real, real briefly. And we discuss the trip, there might be a, a shell, you know, a layer that's kind of this protective layer. And I noticed that with, I think that's with all of us, you know, just so we are potentially, you know, not everybody, but just in, in, in being out there, you know, again, it's like, once we step foot into that unknown, into the back country, into the unknown, things start to shift. That shell starts to, you know, just kind of come off little by little and all of a sudden there's an openness there that I have noticed with with all of my clients and 
it's a really, really beautiful thing to witness because it's, it's just, it's such a reminder of um, the feeling of security and safety in these places where, you know, you might go into it with a mindset of like, um, this isn't familiar. So I feel, you know, vulnerable and I'm a little nervous and I'm a little scared, but once we're, you know, out there, there is a, uh, a tremendous, uh, I think for, for everyone, this, this just opportunity to open. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's what I've found. I'm kind of just, um, remembering a lot of times right now. And I'm just remembering one of the first sex I did, I took a man out from, uh, from India and, uh, his name's Ashok and, it just, he and I went on this hike, uh, locally to, uh, some waterfalls nearby here in Santa Fe. You know, he, he was, he was a pretty great guy. I mean, just, um, in general, he was pretty open. His shell wasn't super thick. And I just, I just remember it was just really touching. You know, he, we got, uh, to the waterfalls and we were just, you know, totally taken by the, the nature and the, the beauty of what we were surrounded by. And, and then he started to um, proceeded to tell me about his um, his wife who had passed away um, about a year prior, and you know it, it just felt quite emotional and and it just felt so um, amazing you know to be with him and to be able to connect with him in that way in this in this in this place and to watch this man just, you know, kind of give himself over to the, the environment, to what he was surrounded by. And I really learned, I think, and grew a lot from that moment. Yeah. And I, I, I've found that, you know, uh, this emotional opening and clearing happen with many, many people. It's just a, uh, it's, it really is kind of why would I, I do what I do because it's such a, uh, it's life-changing, you know, it's so, it's so amazing to, um, to be there for that, to be in that moment with that person. Lots of room to, uh, to really go deep there. You know, it's like you said last night, you made the, you said everybody has a mountain to climb within themselves, you know, and that's, that's really, really, I think, uh, speaks volumes. It's so true. And I think if I can do anything and be in it, of any help out there, it's, um, maybe about getting them to that place to do a little bit further along on that trip to where they want to be on that mountain. Literally and figuratively. And I, and I know it's a cliche, but cliches are sometimes cliches for a reason. I, I think about all that would be on the table for me. Like, let's say you were to take me out for a couple days, three days, four days. I don't know. Like we were going to plan a trip, which I want to do. I would have all these thoughts about what am I leaving behind? What am I, what am I willing to give up? What is it that I'm afraid of seeing when there's nothing but me in the air and the stars? And I think it goes back to even the idea of howling at the moon naked. You know, what, what is it about myself or where I am within myself that I've never seen mm. or may not see? in any other way I think it's fascinating and I've seen it in you even in your own conversations about all the places you've been and your identity of being 
the guy out in the woods and being able to take off, you know, and then having a child and how that changed everything for you in your own identity. And then how can you show up out in the woods with the stars and still be you, mm. you know, when all of that is changing. I, I just find it fascinating because think about it. The thing about the environment and the one thing I love about Santa Fe so much is that everything here changes all the time. The weather, it could be cloudy and then snowing and then sun, you know, the, the sky is never the same. The colors never the same. And I take comfort in the fact that nothing stays the same here. And so I guess my long sort of thinking out loud point is for people that decide that, you know, they want to go out on these trips that you take them on, it does require skill and it does require planning and all those things, but you're really there with them in those moments when they are leaving themselves behind in some way and, and welcoming some, some form of themselves. They didn't even know that was there. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, what's really interesting is I think just nature just does the work. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely true. There's that clear invitation when you're out there to see yourself, I guess, outside yourself. That's what I think is so, I don't know if disheartening is the right word, but I think, you know, going to those, it's the unknown, you know, and the unknown is, uh, if we're not familiar, it's, it's, it can be daunting. And um, it's not just the unknown in an unfamiliar physical place. It's the unknown inside yourself. That I think is um, the most beautiful thing to access um, because I think that I feel that that's where all everything comes from is that unknown. Just by going out there, we are putting ourselves in a, a place of um, accessibility um, that we aren't accustomed to normally. And it's, it's just beautiful. I mean, you're out there, you're, you're breathing in the air, you're, you're being physical, your senses, like I said earlier, like I mentioned, are just so heightened and so being utilized to a level that they have not maybe been utilized in in so long. And uh, tapping into that and connecting with that is, uh, is really, um, it just kind of brings us back, you know, brings us back to, I think, uh, maybe a place that we knew when we were very, very little. And um, we maybe have kind of misplaced or, you know, along the way. So yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, when I think about, um, yeah, like Santa Fe, or just, I mean, I moved out here from Florida some time ago when I was 21. And, you know, there's natural beauty there for sure. But I, I just, I feel so grateful to be here, to be in a place where there is, so much terrain, um, mountains and deserts and these big canyon systems. And yeah, it's just, uh, we're just so, so fortunate, so blessed, you know, to have it all right, right at our fingertips, really. So for somebody who has the, whether it's just a small notion of wanting to do something like this or a huge burning desire to do something like this, how would they go about a, figuring out where they want to go, and then B, what do they need to look for in a guide? Because I'm sure there are some that are better than others, and they're basically placing their, their lives in your trust, 
and also somebody who's going to give them an amazing experience by being present with them to be by the waterfall while they talk about their wife that they miss. I mean, I would imagine it's, for sure. you know, it's a combination of things. So how would somebody know where to go and then what would they look for to find someone? We all have dreams of where we want to, you know, places that we want to see. So I think that's the best place to start would be, you know, well, where, where, where's a place that I've never been that I really want to go to. I think work from there. I think people that, that guide people that are in this business have tremendous level of experience and that's why they do what they do. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, you, you're not going to go out with someone. Like if you hired a company that, you know, has a hundred different guides, um, they might have someone that's maybe kind of inexperienced and um, maybe you're not going to get quite the experience that you're looking for. Um, I think, you know, being very clear and thorough with your intentions of what you want to achieve or accomplish on your journey. And um, that can be, that can mean anything that can mean, you know, I want to do a 50, I want to hike the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. I want to hike the 50 miles and it's something I've always wanted to do. It's on my bucket list. You know, I don't think most people are um, willing to really voice their internal concern, like uh, where they're at emotionally. Like, Hey, there's, there's this thing that I really want to overcome. But I think uh, being very clear, I, I guess, just with the intention. And I would suggest that I think you're going to, when you do find um, the right outfitter or organization, being able to have a one-on-one with the actual guide prior to the adventure or the trip is so paramount to the experience because you're going to feel the energy of that person. And that's going to really set the tone for your excitement leading up to it and your confidence in this, in this adventure. You'll be filled with just a, a surety that, you know, you might not have otherwise. So I think that that, you know, I always try to engage with my clients beforehand, especially at least over the phone. So we, I get a feel for them and they get a feel for me. I know what, I know what's coming and, you know, I know what to prepare for. Um, you know, if the guide is asking you, you know, questions about, you know, your health and your physical ability and um, your, your experiences out there already, anything that they need to be aware of. I mean, those are all very good, keep important points. We all have the dreams of doing something that we can be proud of and we can feel accomplished that is out of our reach that we're like, you know, I would love to do that someday just to show myself I can or to see what that's like. And not in the city slickers way where they're, you know, going on this cattle drive and you know I mean that's fine like but again it goes back to that Hollywood glamorized version of what it means to find a path of adventure or natural uncertainty or being out amongst the wild which is interesting because the more we bog ourselves down by the logistics of our lives. We have jobs, kids. I mean, of course, COVID changed a lot of things, but but even before then, where daily life was so measured and thought of in every detail to have a completely open and wild <laughs> environment just feels unnerving and exhilarating all at the same time. Like just the thought of that makes me nervous and excited at the same time. 
And I could imagine, like you said, you did a trip like this with your mother. And I thought, how fucking cool is that? So if you can do these things with siblings or spouses or children or parents, I can imagine that would be something as a tether you would always have for the rest of your life with that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you mentioned her because right before you mentioned her, I thought about her um, and our, our adventures together. What I have found is that, you know, our, I feel, you know, and I'm not, maybe many are not in agreement with this, but I feel that the valuable things that we attain in our lives are, are really our experiences. Those are the things that really stick with us versus, let's just say material, like a possession, for example, like a really nice dining room table or something. That's really nice. And it's there and, you know, you appreciate it and you enjoy it. I think, well, I know that there's a fulfillment to an experience that you would not uh, get with your dining room table. You know, it's something that you, it will be with you. Like I said, you know, it's going to be with you forever. You know, I I always look back to that first time with my mom. Gone, Gone on an overnight or so, you know, maybe one or two night trip before, I think one night we'd only done a single night. And um, then we set out to the Gila wilderness down in Southern New Mexico, uh, which is an amazing wilderness area, super vast and very, very wild. We set out on a five day trip. You know, it was amazing. We, you know, we weren't, we were as prepared as we could possibly be at that time, but there were certain things that we just didn't have. And and we learned so much on that adventure. You know, I mean, we, uh, you know, we had to be very careful with our water supplies and our sources because we, at one point we were hiking over the rain, mountain range and we had to, you know, we had so many miles that we had to hike before we got to a certain spring. And we learned all about food storage safety and uh, we ran into bears and we, you know, learned how to hang our food. We, got, we, we actually got lost at one point. We ran into a, a spot where um, we were 30 miles into the 40 mile loop and we were away from water and uh, we were supposed to come up on a trail junction. And we uh, just came upon all these down trees everywhere. And it was like an old burn scar of sorts. And there was no trail anymore. And this, there was no sign or you couldn't see, any, you know, there was no way to distinguish any clear path. And uh, we went to bed that night with just a few ounces of water. And we had a dog with us and it was really scary. You know, I mean, we were in a, in a kind of a fearful place of, oh my gosh, you know, what, what do we need to do here? And you know, fortunately, we uh, were able to circumvent the route um, and we found another trail that led down um, a canyon, which we ultimately found water in. And what was so amazing was that, uh, you know, it, it just <laughs> I have these photos of my mom and I. I have this picture of her. We, we brought at the time this powdered Gatorade with us and we were so thirsty. Okay. Like we went to bed with three ounces, no, four ounces of water between the three of us, the dog, you know, including the dog. And, um, we woke up the next day and we had to hike probably about two hours downhill, but it was warm. It was in June. And then I remember Josie, the dog, you know, she just, she was tra- tracking the drainage that we were hiking alongside, just, you know, looking for water, you know, and all of a sudden she stopped, you know, and we, we looked over at her and her face was wet. And, uh, we went over and I mean, we, we were so relieved and so just, oh my God, because when you're in those situations, I mean, we were only getting, becoming more thirsty by knowing we didn't have the water or we were low. These great photos that one of my mom where she's drinking the, 
you know, the water that we've, we made Gatorade out of, you know, and she's just got this big smile on her face, you know, and that experience was just five days of my whole life. I remember that like it was yesterday, you know, and it was like 15 years ago when we did that trip. And uh, it's just such a reminder to me that, you know, going outside of your comfort zone, going to places you have not been provides that for you, the experience that you will take with you forever. You know, it becomes you. Now, now it is you. That's a really beautiful thing to experience. I mean, just hearing you describe it that way, I'm definitely going to do something like this with my son, Evan, with you. Yeah. I'm going to have you take us out because I want to give him that. I want to give him me. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to I want to give him those memories because, you know, he'll be 17 and we're reaching that stage in his life when there's only so much I can give him, even though I'm always going to be his mother. But I think about that. Like, what is it we can give to ourselves? What is it we can give to each other? And that, the way you described it is beautiful. Mm. So is there anything else you want to add that people should know before we wrap up? It's been a wonderful conversation. I mean, I'm always really impressed with your passion and your commitment to Mm. providing this to other people and and the reasons why. Uh, And that's when we were talking last night, I'm like, I got to have this on a conversation because I really, truly value and appreciate and respect that you have such a love for helping others find themselves in that way. Thank you. Um, When you mentioned your son and hiring me to take you guys, so happy to do that. And I'm very excited to going out on these adventures. You know, I, I, I think the goal, one of the biggest goals for me is to help people become get comfortable enough to a point where they feel confident in going out on their own, um, where they don't need a guide. I mean, I I want people to be able to experience it for themselves. I'm sure people love being in my company and vice versa. And there is a a safety thing there and people feel safe. But I do feel that there's even more freedom that can happen within when you do um, embark on your own. So I think that uh, that's just something that um, I always try to encourage and strive for with anyone and encourage. I mean, that's, that's really, really a huge thing. So hopefully, you know, when we go out, that'll be our focal point if it's of interest. You know, I never want to push anybody to do anything that they're not comfortable doing. <laughs> I don't know. Like even you saying that, I, I mean, maybe the picture is I'm naked in the forest howling at the moon. I don't know, but that, that feels really nerve wracking to me. I, but I, but I get it. And I, and we've had these conversations and I, I want to go forward without fear. I want to be in a place where I could maybe do that it's part of myself. I don't yet know, but I'm open to it. Yeah. So the name of your company and how people can get a hold of you would be helpful at this point, because I highly, 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 highly recommend you looking up Johnny and taking him on, taking him up on one of his many, many guided trips you won't regret it so how can people get a hold of you yeah thank you Jenna. my um so my company name is rocky mountain backpacking find me on my on the web at rocky mountain if you want to send me a personal email you could email me at set your mind to it at gmail.com just how it's spelled and how it sounds reach out you know set your mind to it yeah, that's right. That's great. Well, thank you for taking the time to 
offers some insight into something I think people are really super curious about, but you really are able to articulate the benefits and the opportunities mm -hmm. and the discoveries that come with this, which we need more of. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Jenna. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Identity Talk with Jana Lopez. I've had a fantastic time. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, share it with someone you think is in need. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. For questions or comments, reach me at janalopez.com. And when you're having a moment of identity doubt, just remember that seeing is relieving.